Rum Cake to Happiness, a podcast where we discuss topics that impact our mental health and well-being. I challenge you to see your potential, push yourself to create change, and to always spread love and kindness. I am your host, Carlene Ross, a certified life coach, author, and mental health advocate. Let's chat. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rum Cake to Happiness. I'm your girl, Carlene. Thank you so much for popping in. Today is January. I can't believe that the we are in January 2023. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. I hope that the holidays were good to you. I hope that everyone reconnected with family, reconnected with friends, or just had, you know, great downtime and reconnected with yourself. Um, I'm hoping that 2023 is a fabulous year for all of you. And I know, obviously, early January, people always put together in their minds or sometimes on paper, their goal settings and what their aspirations are going to be. And, you know, for the most part, a lot of us attempt to do it. And then by the end of the month, sometimes we fall off the wagon. So I just want to say, if you tried and you tried honestly, then you did good. Sometimes, you know, we're not as inspired as we are at the beginning of the month or the beginning of the year and things happen that we fall off the bandwagon. But you can always get back on. doesn't matter if it's January, if it's March, if it's June, you can always get back on that bandwagon and get your stuff done. So I just want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you so much for popping in. I know that I have been MIA, as mentioned before, in my previous couple podcasts. Um, I have been obviously going through um, breast cancer and going through treatment. And so it's been a really rough time for me for the past seven months. But things are looking up. Um current status for me is that I finished 12 weeks of chemotherapy, which was done weekly. Then they added on an additional um, nine weeks, which was, you know, I wasn't very happy about it, but it's immunotherapy. It's done because it's definitely something that they say decreases your chances of having any um, reoccurrence. And because my type is so aggressive, they definitely um, put me on that regimen. So I have been taking chemo for what seems like forever. But as of December 1st, I was I stopped. I was on my last uh, chemo session and I celebrated and I rang the bell, which was really nice. Um, and so what I really liked about that was for the month of December, I started to feel myself again because chemo just made me feel absolutely horrible. And the side effects from it is just it's another story. Um, so I had a really, really rough time in the fall leading into December. And I was really glad that by the time that um, Christmas rolled around, I really felt much better. I wasn't nauseous. I wasn't feeling sick. I wasn't napping all the time. I just had... Um, I felt good. And so I was around family and had a great, um, calm, but very loving Christmas season. 
And yeah, I'm feeling much more of myself, which is fantastic. As of right now, in two days, I will actually be having surgery. And the surgery is to have a double mastectomy and to rebuild using my tummy, um, which is great because I get two in one. I get a tummy tuck for free. Um, so that's going to be happening in the next two days. And of course I'll be in hospital for, um, a few days as well after that. So then, you know, we got to go and recoup. And then after that, um, in about a month and a half, I'll start my radiation therapy and have been told as well that I will also be, um, going back to doing chemotherapy as well every three weeks, once every three weeks. But that's later on. I don't even want to think about it. Like I said, chemo is a horrible thing. It's trying to save your life while it's just making you feel absolutely horrible. So it's a double-edged sword. But at the end of the day, I'm doing okay right now. I did my testing and they told me that all of my tumors um, have disappeared. There could be, you know, little traces, but those things are going to be monitored closely. And of course, with my mastectomies coming up, hopefully everything will be taken away. So I'm in good spirits about that. So enough about me. I am so excited to actually do an episode with you guys. This episode I have titled Depression on Repeat. And I guess I wanted to talk about it because, first of all, it's January. And we all have this idea, you know, that during the colder months that depression, it hits an all-time high. And there's a lot of us who, you know, when it gets cold outside, I mean, it's natural. You don't really see as many people as you normally do. You don't socialize as you normally would. Um, You know, the sun isn't out as it normally would be. Everyone or most people really enjoy feeling the sun on their face. And that sun exposure really um, helps a lot of people to get into a good mood. And so there's a lot of winter blahs that happen with people. But contrary to believe, it's actually not um, the highest month for depression or the S word. That actually happens in early spring and summer, which is very interesting. I'm actually going to do another podcast just talking about that, and that will be our discussion. But um, yeah, so I mean, a lot of people, you know, they do think that winter causes a lot of depression. And a lot of people, yes, of course, they're depressed. But there's a lot of reasons too why winter or December or January would cause that. And, you know, sometimes we go a little bit overboard with the holiday season. You know, we sometimes spend money that we don't have. And then in January, you get your bills, right? So the the credit card statements start coming in and you're like, oh my God, you know, you have bills to pay. And so that gets you into a panic or gets you into a more depressive state because you sometimes, like most of us, you've spent money that you don't have. And so you go into this, you know, upset about your finances. Um, So yeah, that can definitely be a depressive month in January for a lot of reasons. That was just one of them that I gave as well, like I mentioned, because the sun is not out um, often. 
and it's cold. And, you know, in the winter months, we tend to run to the car, from the car, run to the office, or you jump in the car and you run to the grocery store. You know, you're just in and out. There's no interactions. There's no, you know, real communication or connections made with people. You're just doing it because you have to do things, right? And so because you have that lack of connection and that lack of, you know, being social, there's a lot of things that come into play that can really make the winter months quite depressive. So I wanted to actually talk about um, some of the things that we need to look at. There's a lot of people who suffer from depression. I mean, it's a year-round thing sometimes. They suffer from depression. Um, Some people have psychiatric um, diagnosis where they have um, depression and they're taking, you know, medication or some people, you know, they do other things to kind of help combat. If you're not taking medication, sometimes you are having talk therapy. You know, you have a psychiatrist that you talk to or you have a psychologist that you go and you talk to um, and you work through issues that might help resolve your depression or help, you know, just help your depression in general, because there's always sometimes reasons for your depression that maybe are unchecked or things that are haven't been dealt with from your past. And so you take your trauma with you from where, whenever or wherever it was. And that can definitely contribute to your depression. So for people who do suffer from depression and, um, are getting the help they need or are going through the process and feel that they are in a good place with themselves. Sometimes all of a sudden you seem to fall off the bandwagon. And so it's almost like when everything is going okay and you're in a good spot, you know, all of a sudden you think to yourself, Oh, it's almost like you're in remission. And then all of a sudden things change. And like I said, it doesn't have to be because of the winter blues. It could be any time of the year. But I wanted to talk about how to recognize when things are again falling off the bandwagon, how to recognize whether it's you or whether it's someone that you love, how to recognize and help them through um, having a relapse. So depression on repeat. So one of the things that I think that we should be mindful about is when someone is, um, you know, going through a depression, one of the things I know for me is irritability. So you get super annoyed with people. Um, You get angry way easier than you normally would. Um, And then, you know, your moods just change. You're just irritable all the time for sometimes no reason at all or for sometimes really silly things. And if you know that this person is typically not like that, and all of a sudden you're seeing signs, that's something to definitely pay closer attention to. Another thing is um, sometimes when we're falling back into a depression, we realize that we can't concentrate. You know, concentration is really difficult at times. And so because of that, you can't seem to kind of stay focused on anything. You can't stay clear or clear-minded enough 
to sometimes articulate, you know, your thoughts. You're just foggy all the time. And going into a depressive state can definitely impact your concentration 100%. Um, Another thing that we might want to pay attention to is the person's sleeping patterns or your own sleeping patterns. You know, you might be able to not sleep. You go to bed and you're sitting there with your eyes wide open and you just can't sleep all night. Or you're sleeping way too much and you can't get out of bed because you just want to lay down and sleep all the time. You know, you're lethargic and you just want to be in bed and do absolutely nothing. Um, Or you might be able to sleep, but your sleep is broken up. So maybe you're sleeping a couple hours a night and then you get up and then you're awake for four hours and you fall asleep again. Whatever the case is, a change in sleeping pattern is usually a strong indication as well. Um, If consistent, that you are falling yet again into a depressive state. Um, Something else that could be looked at is your lack of interest. I know that when I am falling into a depressive state again, that I have zero interest in doing anything. I don't want to talk to anybody, you know, whatever hobbies that I might enjoy doing before, I have no interest in doing, um, even if you know that it really makes you feel good and the outcome is always great, you really have no interest. There's a huge lack of interest in, in doing something. So a lack of interest is definitely something to watch out for. And again, these are things that, you know, they happen over time. I'm not talking about... I don't want to go to, you know, paint night tonight because I don't feel like it. I'm lazy. That's okay. Everybody has their day. But if it's a consistent feeling about a lot of things or about everything and it's impacting you and you realize that you generally just don't have an interest in anything and it's for a period of time, not just a day here and a day there, but consistently, then that's something to look into and something to be aware of and recognize. Another thing um, would be you're feeling emotional. A lot of times, um, you know, we have our bad days, right? Good days, bad days. Everybody's, Everybody's able to have that and allowed to have that, obviously. But if you find that you are having more bad days than good because you're extremely emotional, And that could be whether you are emotional and constantly crying, whether you are emotional and you're, you know, angry or having different, different types of emotions. You just know yourself and you know how you normally behave. And so picking up on the fact that you are emotional uh, much more than you normally would be, or this person in your life becomes very emotional much often or much more rather than they normally would. That is definitely something to also pick up on and consider that possibly, you know, they're having a rough time and that their depression is resurfacing. Um, Another thing would be negative self-talk. So for yourself, you know, we all know that sometimes we are our own worst enemy. And if you find yourself being down on yourself, not believing in yourself, not giving yourself opportunities because you're actually self-sabotaging yourself, 
or talking to yourself in ways that definitely, you know, impact your self-esteem and make you feel that you're not worthy, that you're not good enough. When that happens consistently, we definitely need to um, understand that that is a trigger for depression and that is something that can't continue because that can actually cause a lot of damage and put you right back into that hole that we don't want to go back into. So self-talk that is negative, um, you really have to be mindful of it. You have to be aware of it. And I would say if that's consistently something that seems to be popping up in your mind, I would say journal, start journaling, maybe have a conversation with someone that you trust, um, you know, look up articles online and read about, you know, negative self-talk and how you can work through that. Because consistent negative self-talk is really um, a negative impact on your self-esteem and can cause a lot of problems for you when you're fighting depression. Another thing to be mindful of is fatigue. I mentioned before, you know, not wanting to do anything. Um, but fatigue is like, you know, when you're so tired, you don't know why you're tired because you really haven't done anything, but you have like zero energy. Sometimes so much so that you don't even want to get out of bed or you don't want to get off the couch. Or when you get home from work, you literally want to do nothing. You have no energy to cook. You have no energy to just to do anything. And sometimes even eating a meal, chewing becomes too much energy for you. Um, that is definitely something to be mindful of, especially if it lasts for a while. So if it's not one day here and one day there, and it's more consistent where you are constantly just not able to do anything because you just don't have that energy and you're so tired and so fatigued, that is something that needs to be looked into. And of course, you need to be mindful of that so that you can kind of try to nip it in the butt and do something about it. Another thing that um, can send off alarm bells that your depression is back or is on repeat um, is weight loss or weight gain. So I know that sometimes with depression for me, I tend to actually eat when I'm depressed. Um, and it's not because you're really hungry. It's more of a comfort, right? You're filling that void. You're trying to fill that, feel comfortable. And so you eat the things that sometimes, you know, you shouldn't, um, you know, carbs, 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 sugar, sugar, sugar. You just eat things that make you feel good. And that can definitely impact your weight. Um, some people have zero appetite. They don't eat at all. And just the thought of food sometimes make them, you know, feel nauseous. And so everybody has their own, um, everybody has their own way of manifesting, of, of, of it manifesting and Really, you know yourself and you should be aware, even if it's not you, if it's a loved one, you should be um, aware that this is something that can happen and to just pay attention when you see the signs and have a conversation with, with whoever that might be. If it happens to be you, then you need to definitely be mindful 
um, and reach out to someone for help. Because again, those are things that shows that your depression is back on the repeat. And instead of, you know, continuing the behavior of overeating or not eating, um, and having such weight gain or a lack of weight loss or weight loss, a lack of wanting to eat. Those are things that we need to be honest with ourselves about and to try to definitely get help and to work on to avoid us getting really bad again with your depression. Um, another thing for me, I can say is ignoring being social with anybody. Like, honestly, I know that when I am in a depressive state, I like tend to hide out from people. Like, I don't want to answer phone calls. Don't call me. I don't want to answer text messages. I don't want to have a conversation. Um, you know, you might agree to go out with friends or family and then you like change your mind and you're like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and that's just because sometimes the idea of getting together with someone in a social setting just gives you anxiety and you're not in the mood and you don't have the energy and you don't have the interest and you are just in a state of like, leave me alone. So I know that that one is definitely something for me that I feel um, whenever the depression is resurfacing or if I'm in full-blown depressed mode, um, that's definitely something that is consistent behavior from me. So in closing, I mean, a lot of us live with day-to-day depression. And like I said, a lot of us, you know, we have great days, we deal with it, and we're living our life the best that we can, and we're in a good place, but when you realize that things are changing and that your feelings, your emotions, your actions are changing, and you realize that those things um, kind of speak to the fact that this is how things normally happen or you normally behave, when you are depressed or getting into a depressive state, those are things that you definitely, um, I would urge you to be mindful of, to pay attention to, and to seek help, seek therapy, talk to the people that you love, and just be there. Just be present, work on things, help others work on things, have a conversation, Talk therapy is amazing. You know, I always promote talk talk therapy. Um, So just be mindful. Just be mindful. I know we do our best in living our life and trying to live our life. And when you have depression and you are fighting depression on a daily basis, it becomes tiring. And, you know, sometimes we feel like we're fighting for no reason. But there is a reason that we are all here. There is a reason that, you know... We breathe the air that we breathe and that we have another day. Every morning is a new day, a new opportunity. And so keep fighting the good fight. We are going through the winter months, but stay warm. Stay connected to people as much as you can because connection is very important. And just try your best. That's all you can do is try your best. 
So this is January. I would say that I'm probably going to do another podcast. I'll record another one for the month of February. I can't tell you when because January for me will be a month of healing since I'll be going through, you know, surgery. But I wanted to just touch base and have that short conversation about depression and possibly, you know, resurfing or just happening again that you might notice these types of things to be mindful about. Um, So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. I will be back with you in a month. I hope that you have a great January. And as I said, try to stay connected, try to do your best. And thanks for popping in. Until next time.